the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Madison Common Council, District 8. Here's your moderator, Diane Martin-Liebert. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates, co-sponsored by the Dane County League of Women Voters. My name is Diane Martin-Liebert, and I'm here to, um, talk, uh, to talk with two of the candidates from District 8, Christian Berry and Scott Resnick. Welcome, and thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you, know the, you know the routine. Your first question, you have three minutes to answer, and then after the question, the next question, you have two minutes each. Um, and I'll start with you, Christian. And the first question is, um, what is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for the city council, and why are you running? Well, um, as a little bit of background, uh, I came here in 2007 to start my undergraduate. Um, came here uh, originally from Pennsylvania, and uh, really was drawn here uh, for the intellectual reputation that UW has, um, even on the East Coast. And as I came here, um, definitely found out that this reputation is everything that it, it seems to be. Um, and really devoted myself to, to learning as much as I could, um, not only in my class, uh, but also outside of class uh, around uh, regarding city and, and state politics. Um, wanted to get in, involved in journalism, and I, I focused pretty hev heavily on journalism through, throughout my education, um, using that as a mechanism to, to stay abreast of, of the issues that, that have been going on uh, in the past four years since I've been here. Um, also was involved um, to an extent in, in, in some activism, and, um, but mainly kept to my journalism background. Um, I, I've seen a lot of changes in, in Madison since I got here, a surprising number in, in four years, and um, I, I've seen the, the sectors that need the most improvement, and uh, I, I think that given my time here and um, my, my an analytical point of view of things that I can, I can bring a lot to, to what's already here. Well, thank you. Yeah, so my name is Scott Resnick, and I'm obviously running for the 8th District, uh, the student district. I, my background comes from uh, really, uh, for the last two years, I've been the president of the State and Langdon Neighborhood Association. And that's really provided me a very different insight both to local governance and many of the issues that would be affected on city, or that would be affected on city council or impacted on city council. Uh, those issues being campus safety, uh, different issues of, uh, of landlord-tenant accountability and landlord accountability, and also working on alcohol issues. Uh, you know, for example, uh, there was, a, you know, talking about campus safety, one of the issues that State and Langdon worked on was as Peace Park was being renovated, what, how do other areas of State Street were impacted by that. How do we work together uh, with business owners, with the UW Madison, with the UW Police Department, with the City of Madison Police Department, the alders, the neighbors, to still keep safety as a number one priority for the neighborhood? Uh, another issue that State and Langdon uh, Neighborhood Associations have always faced with is liquor license applications. So over the past two years, I've actually worked with each single liquor license applicant to work through that process of ALRC and really have a, a substantial conversation on what kind of nightlife do we want in downtown Madison. Uh, outside of civic 
engagement. I've been here in Madison since 2005. Uh, I graduated with a degree in poli-sci and legal studies from the UW uh, back in 2009, and since then I uh, started a business uh, with my business partner up on the Capitol Square doing uh, startups and creating iPhone apps and Android applications. So we're now a company of 13 individuals. Uh, I can still walk to work from living inside the district. And uh, I really just love Madison. So I, I think I'm going to be taking that passion and uh, my experiences to city council. Well, thank you. Scott, you get the next question. What is the most urgent issue for the city as a whole, and how would you address it? As the city as a whole, uh, really the issue of brain drain. Essentially, UW-Madison is an excellent institution, one of the best in the world. But our graduates, essentially, the first thing they're looking for are jobs, and particularly jobs outside of Madison, outside of Dane County, and outside of Wisconsin. One of the issues that face our city is how do we keep our intellectually bright residents here you know, beyond four years? So there's a couple different pieces I've seen just as a business owner and employing a lot of UW-Madison uh, alumni of partnerships that both the city can engage in with the university. Uh, pieces of, the you know, one of the reasons my own business has a hard time reaching out to UW students is there's a lot of barriers to entry to the system. Anything from uh, cost to enter housing to go to job fairs uh, to really, you know, struggles with getting the word out that there are jobs available in Madison. So one of the things that I'd propose is a free job fair for UW, for Madison employees and for Dane County employees. And these are essentially partnerships that can be worked through between the city and the uh, university. Thank you. Christian? Well, particularly now, I think that the most important issue is uh, the issue of, of uh, environmental regulation of our, our top emitters of, of fossil and, and fuels and, and our heaviest coal users. I think that's particularly an issue now um, because the state um, owes Madison now um, a, a promise given a, a legal requirement uh, set forth in a, in a 2007 lawsuit issued by the Sierra Club uh, to restructure the, the, city's, the city's main power plants and um, and to provide a long-term solution for our city. And I think that it's key right now to uh, have the strongest voice possible and, and, and the most uh, cohesive voice possible about what we want to do and what, what the state wants, we want the state to do uh, regarding the, the, the coal power plant issues, particularly the charter and the Capitol Street power plants. Granted, uh, we don't have jurisdiction over these power plants, uh, but as, as the Dane County Board of Supervisors demonstrated by challenging the university on animal rights uh, last year, uh, local jurisdictions certainly have an inf a strong influence over uh, the state and, and, and uh, state bodies. Uh, so I think that we need to come, come together with a, a, a very comprehensive um, green plan for, for our area um, something along the lines of, of natural gas or, or biofuels, which are both in consideration, but neither of which have been um, uh, selected by, by the state. Um, we, we need to make sure that, that our voice is uh, leading, leading the agenda and that we're moderating, moderating the debate and that we have the support of Wisconsin residents in, in this debate. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Scott? Oh, you went. Uh, okay. <laughs> the question. <laughs> what is the most urgent issue for the 
city as a whole? Oh, wait. I think I just asked that one. Because I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you think are the two or three most important issues facing your district that should be addressed by the city government and that you intend to work as an alder? Well, I would say the number one issue, and I'll just go in order, is campus safety. Uh, a student both needs to feel welcome and safe you know, regardless whether they're walking into their apartment, whether they're walking to class, really wherever they are on campus. One of the issues of campus safety that we should really focus on and take a good hard look at is what our lock policies and lock ordinances are. One of the things that I discovered just walking around the neighborhood is that many of the outside units have never changed. You'll have the keypad entry of 0671 whatever, and those have been the same combinations since those keypad entries were, at, were started. Uh, many buildings, unless there's a problem, will never see a change. But what that means is basically there's free entry from previous residents, past residents, people who just passed by, maybe were at a party and now know how to get into your building. So really addressing issues of campus safety, which basically an ordinance could be required to just change it every, you know, once every year. The second major issue that I'd really like to focus on is looking at entertainment downtown and really what Aldo and ALRC uh, can do and, and refocusing their efforts on campus safety versus making it a dry campus. Uh, basically talking to and creating new ordinances that would allow to promote new businesses downtown and ideas have been out there that have been floated out there like a downtown movie theater a dueling piano bar a few other really cool and nifty ideas that students would enjoy um, 18 and 21 year olds would enjoy but basically Aldo has just been too restrictive to that nature so really working together and with those bodies to try to create uh, a, a better nightlife uh, downtown. Uh, I, I'd also like to address uh, campus safety as, as uh, the, if not uh, the most primary uh, campus concern. Um, I, I think that previous candidates have always emphasized campus safety, uh, but it's not a dead issue, certainly not. Uh, we, we have some very promising and, and, and very well thought out crime controls already in place. Uh, but we're always shocked when, when violent crime occurs in our areas. And I think that it is a, a good thing that it, that it deeply disturbs our neighborhood because it shows a culture of, of uh, residents that are, that are willing and, and want, want to make a, a change and want to see the, uh, something uh, so shocking never, never occur again. Uh, so with that in mind, I, I think that we can take the controls that we have now for, for crime, um, an excellent police force, uh, some excellent lighting initiatives already in place, uh, a, a revamped 911 call center. Uh, I think we need to take that and pair that with uh, uh, some development a, as far as getting neighborhoods uh, more cohesive um, and, and and better communicated. Uh, I think that we can do that by uh, sponsoring a, as a city motivated individuals to go out into town uh, and basically adopt their own blocks, make sure that, that um, neighbors in their area are communicating with one another, have one another's cell phone numbers, no one one another are out of going out of town and um, are, are basically more more capable of, of reacting to crime as it happens rather than staying staying within their, their own their own housing unit. 
And I think that that, that that is an issue that neighbors don't know one another, especially since as we move around so frequently as students. Uh, another issue on the housing front that I do want to address is uh, what, what I perceive to be a, a, a strong degree of leverage um, in, in, in marketing that, that um, landlords have with their properties. I think that landlords uh, should be should be compelled to disclose a, a list of, of potential pitfalls with their properties. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question, and actually this probably segues what you were saying. Balancing neighborhood, district business, and overall city resident interests are often contentious. What do you see as your automatic role in balancing these needs? Well, I, I think that uh, we, we, need to, we need to agree uh, as a community that the State Street area and the University Avenue area are really an entertainment service based area. Um, we're going to see a, a lot of, we're, we're going to see a, a strong demand for, for bars, for restaurants, and for entertainment services. And we, and we need to cater to that. If we want to create more jobs, uh, we, we, need to, we need to cater to what entrepreneurs are seeking. Um, and we, we also need to do that in order to drive, drive enough revenue with, within this area. Uh, I think that we can do that, as Scott mentioned, um, by, by reconsidering our alcohol density strategy um, and, and creating a, 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 better, a better opportunity for, for the entrepreneurs that want to uh, create, create entertainment venues with, uh, with alcohol sales that don't, that don't fit our predetermined arbitrary categories uh, for what alcohol sales need to be um, currently established right now. Uh, so I think we need to embrace what consumers want to see in, in the State Street area that will create increase the number of jobs and um, increase revenue downtown. Okay, thank you. Scott? Well, balancing the issues of neighborhood associations with city agendas, with developer agendas, is obviously a, a, a a very difficult task. And one of the examples that I'd come back to is a project that I was involved with in the state in Langdon Neighborhood Association on Mendota Court. Uh, a new eight-story high-rise was going up and there was def you could see the different agendas. You had members of the fraternity council who, was, who were basically going to live next to this building for the next few years. You had a property manager across the street that's view is now being obstructed by the you know, four to eight stories of the new high-rise. And you had a developer who wanted to develop new student housing on his own property. So, you know, you approach it as a, as a very, you know, you try to take the adversary out of it. You sit down with neighborhood, you sit down with not only neighborhood leaders, but basically any interested in party and you just talk about the issues. Uh, you know, this is a project that went up, it passed through planning commission, it passed through the council. And at the end of the day, there were, it, it, there were parties that weren't happy about it. But basically by coming down and saying, okay, where can we compromise? Where can we reach an agreement? Where can we just sort of pull through? And what can we agree on before we take a look at what do we disagree about? And you find that there's a lot of agreement on even the most controversial issues, we might be able to agree on one through nine and let's leave 10 to you know, another body to decide. So it's really balancing, it's playing that balancing act. And on council, uh, this is both that experience and uh, sort of the example I would use of how I would, you know, be as a council member. Okay, thank you. Okay, now you get the next question. How do you view the latest controversy with the Madison water, uh, water utility and the council's role in assuring that Madison has a safe water supply? 
You know, I've been looking and I've been researching this issue and going to blog about it very, very soon. So uh, I urge you to read that. But we do have an issue that isn't a secret about sub several of our Madison wells. And it's not every well that we have a, that are problem wells. Um, but one of them does affect residents in our district, particularly Spring Street. Uh, what we need to do is really address, and I don't have all the answers for this, of how do we address that we're making sure that our water supply is clean. Uh, one of the pieces of our overall water strategy that was disturbing is when we're talking about pipes that should be redone. And overall, a, con collect you know, a, con uh, a collective water strategy that we're drinking safe water you know, we can, you know, if the city is saying we should not have magnesium pipes, we should not have these pipes and we shouldn't be drinking out of these pipes, we need to push forward to get these pipes replaced. Uh, a three-year wait, you know, backlog isn't acceptable, you know, especially to the students, and that's really the major factor here, it's really not acceptable to students. So it's bringing these issues to the forefront, and when the city does decide that this is safe, you know, it needs to come out and say that you know, we're certifying that our water is safe and sending that message. Now, if they can't send that message, then their number one priority should be to address the problem. Thank you. Christian? Um, given, my, given my emphasis for, for environmental concerns, I, I think that uh, drinkable water is, is a primary concern for, for downtown residents, um, bar none. Uh, mm -hmm. this, is, this is a basic human need. and. Um, just just like having uh, healthy edible food um, it, it needs to it needs to be the primary consideration of, of, of city officials um, that said um, it, the city needs to do everything it can to make sure that its water supply is clean and that it's um, not being polluted by outside resources um, and also that that the transportation mechanisms for water um, within within the distribution plants to households is uh, is adequate. Okay, thank you. Hmm. Now we start with you, Christian. Um, is there any other issue you believe is important that hasn't been addressed in this conversation? Um, two points, if I can get to them quickly enough. Sure. Um, one is, is I, I really would like to see um, students and residents downtown uh, have hold a better reputation with. Uh, with the residents of the outlying community. And I think that we can do that um, by, as a city, um, using our resources to better connect students with, with, uh, with opportunities uh, of need in, in the community, um, making sure that, that students who um, come from financial backgrounds are able to get out into the community and, and, um, and teach in financial literacy classes, um, that ESL students are getting out and, and um, making sure that, that um, new migrants and, and individuals with, with uh, a less than adequate education have um, adequate literacy background. Um, and we can do a lot to identify these problems, to work with nonprofits, with businesses that are already doing these sorts of things, streamlining transportation services to these areas um, and making sure that, that these demands are being met. Uh, I also want to touch on animal testing in Madison. I think that, as I mentioned before, that the Dane County Board of Supervisors um, had a tremendous role in, in um, shaping the, the public discourse about what goes on in Madison with animal re, uh, research. And despite not having um, the effective jurisdiction over, over the area, um, really 
drove us to reconsider what's going on here. Uh, so I think we can do a lot on, on that front to make sure that our university officials are accountable for, for what they're doing um, as far as ethical research is concerned. Okay, thank you. Scott? I think one issue that uh, you know we haven't do dived into enough is really uh, landlord and property manager accountability. Uh, we have some very strong laws on the books that protect residents, but one of the questions is, are these laws actually being enforced? You know, I look back at my own experiences in campus housing and sleeping with my winter coat on at one of my property, uh, a property that I lived at as, and then only found out later, well, there was zero insulation. The attic windows were broken out above, essentially right above my flat. Uh, these are issues that basically a city inspector would be able to address in a matter of minutes, if not right when they walk into the building. But even myself as, I would say, an educated renter really couldn't address myself. So what I would suggest is bringing back randomly inspected properties, particularly in the downtown area, where once every seven years, every property would have a random inspection just to see that the minimum, you know, the minimum standards are being met, particularly on Langdon Street and in the Spring Street neighborhoods. Uh, one of the pieces of both accountability but campus safety really goes back to where are they, where's a student living, what environment are they living in, and even looking back on it, I probably should have thought to myself, it's a really, really cold in my apartment. So that'd be something else that I would, you know, hope we can focus on. Okay, good. Okay, we're coming to the end of the program, and you each have a minute um, to give a closing statement, and we start with you, Scott. Well, what I hope to bring to the City of Madison and the City Council is a really a new approach uh, to make it a better campus, hold landlords accountable, and really strive to make it a better downtown for students, for residents of Madison, of people that want to drive in and just enjoy the campus area. I, we should be proud of the university that we have right at our doorstep. We should be proud of Memorial Union. We should be really proud of what we have and to keep that, both the historic value to it and really keep it as a vibrant place. Uh, we need to basically take a step up as a city council and really think to ourselves, what's going on? What, is, what are the students thinking? Is this a place that students want to be and also that the rest of Madison can be proud of? And I really think we can achieve that on City Council. Thank you. Christian? I, I agree. Pride is key. I think um, coming, coming from uh, my journalistic background, I, I don't have a, a lot of patience for, for partisanship. Um, and, and I really identify District 8 as a particularly um, beautiful area because I, I think students are very thoughtful about their decisions. They're not in, in, in entrenched in, in ideological um, interest-based politics. They're, they're, they're really looking to make uh, the best decision, not only for themselves, but for uh, students to come and for residents to come. And um, I, I really see myself fitting, fitting in well with, with this point of, point of view and with this, uh, with this community idea that we have. Um, to, to be very thoughtful and to be transparent about our decisions, and um, I'm happy to be running. Well, thank you both for participating, um, and I'd like to thank the audience for, for watching. Uh, and I want to remind everybody that primary election day is February 15th. Please vote. 
And if you have any more questions or would like any, have any information about voting, please contact the Dane County League of Women Voters Office at 232-9447. Thank you.